yeah. going to talk about things, we're going to talk about nerdy things and gamey things, and we're tentatively calling it self-critical hits, and we should probably start out just going around the table and saying saying our names, and just so there's, you know, this voice goes with this person, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'm Miles, and welcome to self-critical hits, and no one can see me wave. <laughs> My name is Ken. <laughs> It's very helpful. Yeah, I'm Ken. Uh, My name is Tori. Uh, My name is David. I'm Jason. I'm Marty. I'm Tanya. I'm James. And... (laughs) 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 Um, And, yeah, I I thought uh, maybe just... um, We just start talking about, uh, you know, interesting things we've read or seen or, uh, you know, media we have consumed... In the last uh, last few days, things that we would recommend or things that are terrible. Um, and I can absolutely start with a movie that I just watched, which was actually really way more better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie Teeth. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it's surprising. Awesome. It's shit real. Out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's, it's the like story of vagina dichotomy. Oh, yes, I have. I've heard about that. Yeah. I, so I totally expected it just to be a, a B horror movie, but it was very much it's like so this good. dark comedy and like like weird mythological overtones. I actually and like, saw it on the wall at Blockbuster and then went home and Googled it and read a little yeah, bit. It was it's like, amazing. Uh, it was I like, saw it in the theater. It reminded me of like, uh, like Todd Salon's movies, like mm-hmm. uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Oh, cool. And, yeah, you know, no, it was that kind of tone. Yeah, it's just lots of good stuff, lots of good choices. Awesome. So yeah, that's what I saw and I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Anybody? Anybody? Um, There's a, it's just the headline in itself. Segway owner drives Segway over cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. That's all you need. <laughs> um, it's a weak maker. Um, there's a movie that was made by the guy that did American History X. Um, his last name's K, whatever. Tony K. And it's a documentary he's been working on for the last 15 years called Lake of Fire. It's the argument from both sides right, of right. abortion. Incredible. I, Probably yeah. one of the best documentaries yeah, I've ever the, seen. There's a really good good quote I heard from that. Like, uh, what is it? It's um, it, abortion is taking a human life, and it is absolutely a right, a right that you should be, you should have. And that's the that's the controversy. Noam Chomsky, <laughs> actually, uh, I believe said that. It, it's yeah, it it's be, incredible. Uh, it's like Noam Chomsky, Peter Singer, a bunch of like different um, feminist groups, and femi- and like also the great thing is is the reason why I recommend it. Is I have to say that Tony K was probably the most unbiased person I've ever ever watched a documentary like made by a person because like he <clears throat> he totally doesn't give a fuck either way. Do you know some, some? I can tell you some gossip about American History X. Okay. Oh yeah. Is that so? Before he made that film, he had only made um, British commercials and music videos. And when he cut the original, like the final his cut of the film, it was like forty five minutes long. And the producers were like, uh, fucking retard, no. And so the rumor is, the rumor, it's, I don't actually think it's a rumor, I think it's a fact, is that they had Edward Norton go in and recut 
the film into like a feature like film. Just wow. But, so, but that's why there's so much of him just like in jail or whatever. Maybe, well, I think they had to <laughs> so work with what they shots had of his body. Well, I think that's why they had to like work with what they had left after like whatever Tony K's cut was. Sure. And Tony K got so <clears throat> pissed that he took out full page ads in like The Guardian and some of the like Hollywood magazines like totally not taking credit for making that film uh-huh. like dissing Edward Norton and the producers and like god damn it my film was only 45 minutes long yeah that's a great movie <laughs> and it was like it was like really really artsy and it was really abstract like lots of shots of like the sky and stuff I mean it was supposed it was like a music video about skinheads Huh. Yeah. Minutes long, so it's like a Michael Jackson video, basically. <laughs> I don't know how true how truthy it is, but that's some that's my commentary that's on, ho- your, on your Hollywood gossip. Yeah, that's my commentary on your deep, uh, you know, critique of this abortion. I also have one other <laughs> one other recommendation. Yeah, this is a quick one, but movie made in the 1970s. I can't remember what year, and it's called um, Sky Above, Mud Below. It's a documentary about cannibals in. Um, in uh, I believe New Guinea, and Dude. it's incredible. It's like these explorers that discover like three new tribes in New Guinea in the 1970s, and. You're not going to talk cannibal holocaust? No, no, no. It's like a, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a docu- it's a documentary about them, and they. Oh, oh, so porno holocaust. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's really, really good, and it's really like well filmed, and I don't know, it's interesting, like cannibals and stuff, and. Drums and boats. Speaking of documentaries, does anybody remember what the documentary is? It came out like about a year ago. I think they showed it at that year's PAX. It's about uh, Dungeons and Dragons players, and one of the people they mentioned is like lives like in. Isn't it just called uh, Gamers or something? No, what is it? Oh, no, it's not that. That's a shitty. Because it was made by like a, a non-gamer, but basically it follows like three or four gamers. There's and then, one on Netflix hmm. right now that's a documentary, and it's just about. Uh, LARPers in Washington. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's like LARPer specific. Yeah, yeah, and it's just this state. It's like people in Washington. This must be a different one because one of the people featured in it, um, this girl who was always wore dark elf makeup like 24 7, she was from like a small. Yeah, Black (laughs) Leaf. Fuck. (laughs) But uh, she was from a small, like, I. I forget what it was in the movie, but it reminds me of Gulfport, Mississippi. She's basically just living in a trailer shack, you know, and her only outlet is through this live-action role-playing she does constantly of a dark elf, but it basically is sort of like the sort of gamer I was and grew up around, like, small town in the south, nothing to do, you you know, what else are you going to do? You're living in a trailer, so all of a sudden being a barbarian looks kind of cool. (laughs) Did you wear a loincloth? (laughs) I did not. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Yeah, but he was nodding his head when he said that. Which was a sign that that was a lie. I have one of utilicult, and then it's kind of the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a... But he was like a Batman belt. I didn't know ball. you had worn one. I had worn a utility coat. I did go through a brief <laughs> utility coat. 59! <laughs> <laughs> when I came to Seattle, I had one because I, uh, when I was still living like in Mississippi, I saw a picture of a founder of utility coats on like, some TV magazine. And no it just, one can be blamed. Yeah, and, and you know, he was like standing there, he was tattooed in his dress and just his utility coat, and was like all buffed out. And I was like, I want to be that dude, totally. And I yeah. completely had like a couple of utility coats. So. That's awesome. That's almost a friendship breaker. <laughs> 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 it's, 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 I've seen it not less than three times on personals ads I've looked at that say, under breakers and the stranger personals, utility coats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's actually an option you can and, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even joking. No, seriously, like, that, that surprised me because yeah. I see that all the time. And yeah. I completely understand that. I'm kind of glad that I'm over my phase now. The nineties happened. I mean, you know, I'm, we yeah. all I'm surely made bad choices. Oh like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, still. Um, 
No, so, we have a friend at work who still wears yeah. one. He's never worn one to work, but he's talked about it. And he talks about it in this, like, like it's a badass thing way. Tony, who used to work at MJM? Tony, have you ever met him? Yeah, I know Tony. Yeah, he's like, so I was at the bar and my utility killed him. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that, that doesn't square with my image of him at all. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, yeah for him, yeah. it's like this punk rock kind of really cool like thing. Because I really like that kid. No, he's <laughs> rad. He's rad. But then he mentions, like, casually, we'll mention his utility killed. Every time I'm like, ah. <laughs> and I haven't told him yet. I'm like, it's actually a friendship deal breaker for me, bro. Well, hopefully he doesn't watch, <laughs> listen to this broadcast. Actually, it's funny because many of my <laughs> friends are utility killed wearers and they're just like members of the Geek Brotherhood and they're totally rad. But I just... <laughs> it's, it's just Basically, because after a while you figure out ladies do not like the guys in Utila Kills. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> I would rather you wore a dress. Uh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Easy <better>. access. <laughs> yeah. real kills. And you have to make that face when you do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could have took me a little rare real kill, but. To get things back on the nerd track, um, a couple things yeah, I was yeah. thinking of. Because we're way off on base. So, yeah, I was thinking about the documentary. Also, um, I also wanted to mention. There's a whole fiasco about good old games this week. We were kind of talking about this before the podcast. I don't think anybody else here like really had done anything on good old games. Good old games It's based out of England. If you know their use of the U is any kind of indication, um, but um, they're basically they started out before Steam did, and they have games to download for free. They're all completely patched up to date. DRM free, and it's really good old stuff like the old XCOM series before the really stupid retro thing they're doing now for XCOM. Um, all both the, the all three of the original Fallout's. Re- anyway, originally they brought up the site went down. They've basically been in beta format. They brought up the new site, and some of the games they've been put on there are phenomenal. Like uh, Tales of the Sword Coast, the original Baldur- Baldur's Gate with the Tales of the Sword Coast pack for five bucks. Whoa! I think, and then Planescape Torment, which if anybody yeah. knows, is like impossible to get on eBay without spending about a hundred bucks, and there's no reliable torrents. Not that I. I do such things, but ten, ten bucks. We would never do such I've things. I've never tried to do that either. No. But, but ten bucks, completely all. patched, like bug-free, DRM-free, downloadable from goodoldgames.com. And they actually have some really cool shit on there. But there was controversy, you think? Um, controversy is that they had the site up and they shut it down. With no warning, they basically just put up a sign that said, yeah, we shut down, sorry about that. So all these people had bought these games and they can't access right. them. Uh, and then... About a week later, they bring it back up and say, "Surprise! We were just kidding. Look at our shiny new site." Awesome. People were not amused. Like there was a huge oh, and immediate backlash because sure. people couldn't. It's like Steam. Like you download a game, but it's basically and, yeah, on you the server. To jump back and play yeah. where you were at in that game. Right. right you now. just want to be able to download your game and get it. But people, they thought they were being really, really funny, and people were just really, really. Pissed. Yeah. But how long was it down for then? Like a week. Like a fair amount of time, and people apparently died. Died. That's That's very time. Is it the whole service or just the website? The whole service, like they mm-hmm. completely shut it down because they've basically been in beta this whole time, and now they brought back up. They should have did it for just like an hour. But they, but they had that. to go to the effort to make funny thank you. I mean, we're sorry. We apologize. Videos and like yeah. post them on the I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> but anyhow, landscape torrent. Torment. Oh, God. Ten bucks. Yeah, I almost did not come tonight because I just started playing it, and I was like, damn, this is really freaking good. And I was like, no, I should socialize. <laughs> I found a copy of that in uh, a box of books when I was working at the bookstore. Oh, and we were yeah. just like, <laughs> I, I did just yeah. that, too. I'm like, in the back <laughs> That belongs to me. That's but, where I put that. That's my dream news. Speaking of almost not coming, Dexter season four. 
Amazing. <laughs> oh, I'm not telling you nothing. <laughs> Just be prepared to say lots of what the fucks. David read and took notes on some geeky things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. David took notes. Yeah, yeah I took notes. Yeah. You totally did homework to read the rest of the yeah, 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 Well, okay, so um, you guys actually might have read about this. Uh, the Goldilocks planet. What? It's a Glyce 581G. It's, uh, they think, they're, okay, so the guy who, uh, they interviewed are, uh, said that he thinks it's 100% possible or factual that life exists on this planet. And it's so bogus. I think it's, no, I think it's so bogus because all it is is a planet in, uh, the star's inhabitable zone. It's a red dwarf star. It's a red dwarf star. So, like, the system's a lot smaller. Like, the furthest planet away from the star is, like, the equivalent of Venus. Right. Like, in our, our solar system. Yeah. Um, but uh, the planet's locked in its orbit, so it doesn't rotate. It around. rotates very it does, slowly. No, it does, no not, like, really. It has no. no magnetosphere, and that's, like, the big reason they think, like, life couldn't exist on Mars, because it has no magnetosphere. Um, so does that mean it doesn't have, like, like there's not Half of it's always... No, it doesn't, like, it's solar, it's the, uh, like, solar the uh, rays and shit, like, affect it a lot. It's kind of like Twilight all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it but would never be dark, it would never be... Like, uh, you know, like the Terminator. But they were saying habitable, Vampire and I think planet. we Vampire actually planet. read an article <laughs> on it. They sit down, they say, like, when they say habitable, they mean, like, a hundred-mile radius at the equator. Like, yeah. not, like, right. the whole planet. Like, just, like, right there in the temperate zone. That's all you can do. Where, what, like, it's, but it's never dark. But yeah, never, that's right. And so it's like, like never the average temperature is 12 degrees. Yeah, 12 degrees. And this is not anywhere we're ever going to be able to get to. Well, no, actually, it's in, right? it's in our it's in our uh, neighborhood. It's in our galactic neighborhood. But, like, in our, we don't have to. You can't even travel. get to Mars. Come like, on. It would still take several generations to get there. Sure. With cool. the level of technology. That so, so that technically could sustain life, like that is swathed in a spacesuit. And so, yeah, right. when, in the future, when, yeah. when the planet's all fucking dead here, <laughs> we'll just send know, a bunch of Alaskans there. Yeah, we'll have our it's horrible, like, space our big generation. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll have a horrible dystopian <laughs> reality. We'll all, we'll all get on to Galactica. And then we'll never make it. We'll try really fucking hard. That's that's why I'm all stoked about uh, Burning Empires too. Is I've, I've been reading it and it's kind of not that looks let way it rad. derail my Cthulhu game. But oh my god, it's so I'm not gonna. Awesome. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's more Battlestar Galactica than Battlestar Galactica is. Like really? it's, yeah, that it's is like a really big wow, statement. That is no, a big statement. Check it out. The, I don't the, believe it. The because the, the, the villains oh, that the, that the GM plays are what? the Valen, which so are these yeah. brain worms and they're just yeah. like these flatworms that don't have consciousness until they get into a creature with a brain they're just like little brick worm size worms yeah wow. they're this big and gray and like, like, the, like the con thing kind of yeah, kind yeah of. Exactly. so like x-files so they, so they get inside the the people's brain and then they become a person and they know everything that person knew but they're working for the advancement of the valen to take over all humans because like oh, it's just it's, it's real real cool That's and so nice. and you can't, like you, there's drama. no way to tell like that they're that and, and it's a competitive game too so it's like you know, the GM is totally trying to take over this fucking civilization and that's pretty fucking awesome mm. it's gonna be what's it called again? Burning Empire so it's, it's the burning wheel system so it's <coughs> all you know gritty and realistic <clears throat> and badass nice and they've got propaganda as a skill like it's it's on the list <laughs> cool <laughs> and, 
that, I'm in love. Like propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Have you guys seen dwarves? Which? Oh, God. I see dwarves <laughs> all the time. No, no, it's this German <laughs> movie. It's this German movie on Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. No. That it's sounds terrifying. It's, it's, it's oh, wait, like, is that the one you guys talked about in the Netflix? There's a talk yeah. about... Oh, that was, I thought that was you. No, that was that was like the link to Hitler? Or? Okay. No, because the thing was... I was um, Link to Hitler? No, no, Link to Hitler. Uh, Honey told me about the movie Alice. And about how it was, like, horrifying or whatever. It is. <laughs> oh, the one with the taxidermied animals? Yeah, that's yeah, fucked. That's it's, fucked. I still it's about seen Alice it. in Wonderland, mm-hmm. only it's German, so it's obviously fucking so scary. <laughs> and the, and the, the, white, the white rabbit is a taxidermied animal, and like some of the other stuff is made out of like bacon and like rotting is, meat the and stuff. Yeah, I watched it, and it's I couldn't look at animation. anything Alice in Wonderland for weeks afterwards. <laughs> it's really scary. And it was right at the time in it my life Johnny where Depp I was collecting everything Alice in Wonderland. I was terrified to go into my Wonderland. I was like, you were in Wonderland. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> You're like, in Wonderland. Wonderland. No, but, um, so I was looking for that movie, and then I came across, I came across the dwarves, and I was like, yeah, that's still like fairy book stuff. It's fairy book shit. Yeah. So it, like, so I read, like, I read the thing and the description on it, and I was like, oh, that's that's still fairy taleish. Like, but it sounds like it sounded kind of creepy, and. um... I guess for a German film, it kind of was, but <laughs> but it was actually very hilarious the second time you watch it. You watched it twice. Yeah, I, did. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I brought Casey over. Did you make your girlfriend watch that? <laughs> <laughs> I am so surprised you get laid. So Seriously, that's like being like, "Hey, new girlfriend, let's go watch a fucked up French <laughs> film." What do you think about that girl? No, actually, on a on a date once, I made the mistake of renting. Um, has anyone seen the French movie Irreversible? That movie is so yeah, fucked up! I know! Oh. On a date! On a fucking date! Where it's like. You I are know, a terrible person. I didn't know! I thought it was about a magician! I don't know why! That movie is box. so fucked the up. The cover of the box that goes like. The like nine minute movie. rape scene? I know! I know! I know! Oh, I know! I'm almost sitting there like. So, hey, uh, so. this is really fucking awful. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, this is awful. This is totally disgusting. I'm like, yes, I understand that you do not support rape and you were totally not into this at all. Thank you for really that is, verbally that assuring good. me that this is in no way turning you on. Thanks. But then, yeah, like, for like nine fucking minutes, it was awful. And then you probably never had sex, oh, ever. No, we did. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you need that to hear that from a woman. Yeah. The French, you know. See, that movie, <laughs> man. <laughs> This is an un-recommendation. No, 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 no. I, rec- I actually, I recommend movie. that movie. Just don't recommend it's it. It's so traumatizing. I totally recommend that movie. It is successful. Rape is yeah. always made really sexualized you're right. in films. You're right. And that movie is called Irreversible. It's a bit okay. French. Like, no, you're right, Tori. But, like, it's really no, good. it's, it's like, really it's... good. It's really good. And it really does not make rape sexy at all. You're it's totally like, right. horrifying. It was just, it was hard to, like, even sleep after watching that movie for me. I'm not easily really, spooked, but yeah, it's, really uh, it's awful. awful, awful to watch it on a date. Like, yeah. you know, oh, it, was, it was scary watching it on the couch with my wife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you watched it? Sure, yeah. With, with yeah. Jesse? Oh, man. We should have, like, ran yeah. your mom and grandma came over or something right. like that. Oh, look. But they like subtitled films, like gentle <laughs> films about gentle Irishmen. Right. <laughs> it's a desirable movie in French. Like that girl. Yeah. Oh. It was also, like, uh. <laughs> the movie that's, like, so boring, it's French. I mean, you, didn't you come with us, David, to see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 
And we're like watching it's like this boring, boring, boring French movie about a girl coming of age and in like on her summer vacation. Like for like two hours, it's like a thirteen year old complaining about her sister getting laid and like no one likes her. Her sister was having ass sex with the guy. Yeah. Whatever. But like the whole movie is like very slow and very French and very like you know like he wanted it. He totally he told her he wanted it. Casino Donnelly. We're still hung up on the ass sex. Oh yeah. So it was just But like the whole movie is a slow, like really boring slow like pictures of the ocean mm-hmm. France and whatever Percy until the last fucking five minutes I'm gonna ruin the end of the movie for you people spoiler, like, spo- spoiler alert definitely spoiler, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Yeah, don't watch spoiler. this fucking movie no. oh, you are a pervert if you watch this movie <laughs> so it's like this boring ass coming of age movie about a fat 13 year old who at the, in the last five minutes of the film her car gets carjacked. Her mother and sister get fucking murdered in front of her and her dad. No. She gets drugged into the woods and raped by the guy who killed her family and enjoys it. And that's like the end. The end. That's it. After that's two it. Two hours. That's it. Like, okay. Oh, the whole thing is about like writing her diary. It's like the most boring movie oh, ever. Oh, and she says in the film, she also says, sorry to interrupt you, Dave. She also says in the film, I do not want to lose my virginity to someone I'm in love with because I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's she like 12. She's, yeah, she's 12, like 12. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. In, the, in the car scene, oh, totally get carjacked. Perv dramatic. The, guy, the way the guy does it, he like comes rushing up out of fucking nowhere, comes rushing up, and bashes their window in with a hatchet, and then hatchets her, sis, or hatches oh, her sister yeah. in the face. Wow. Or her mom in the face. Hatches they don't her mom have in the, the guns face. in face. And no, then, she cho- then he chokes her, her His sister. His sister to death, slowly. Yeah. And then, like, drags her into the woods. And As she, she like, sits in the back seat, him. like, eating, like, Twizzlers or some shit. Yeah. The entire time. After, like, fucking yeah. an hour and yeah. 45 minutes of, like, the most boring... Yeah. Fucking no off. offense to any French people that are listening, but y'all fuck up. <laughs> Is that how French people have sex? I was just not prepared for that. That was wow. like yeah. so not like, okay with it, and not in a good like. Wow, what a twist! It was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> yeah. I think we all left the theater like, why did we go to that movie? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about movies with twists, have you guys? I think I know you read Boing Boing for sure, and I know that you do. It was like the M Night Shyamalan oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video thing. It's just all one awesome movie somebody made. It's like I think on um, a funnier die or college humor. Or something. Yeah, college humor or something like that. But basically, it's a trailer for the movie about M Night Shyamalan not realizing that his movies suck now. Ah. But they set it up like a M Night Shyamalan <laughs> horror movie. Like he's standing around in groups of people and he keeps. Hearing somebody say, yeah, but he's just so hacking now. Who wants to watch a movie that's based on a gimmick? And he turns around <laughs> and they're not there. Like, it's a suspense movie. Or he sees, like, this horrible monster thing right. that, like, appears out of nowhere, like a blank face monster thing. And so he's, like, can't figure it out. And his girlfriend is like, you know, your movies kind of are getting a little tired. He's like, no, no, that can't be it. People love me. <laughs> you know, and so he just, like, isn't realizing it's doing all these real creepy cut shots. And then finally she says... Sweetie, people really just don't like your movies. And he's like, oh, you're one of them. And just like falls and crab walks away from her on the floor, like out of a horror movie. And yeah. Well, it that is, sounds awesome. It is awesome. It and is. I think it's Mark Fraunfelder that posted. And he's like, so mean, but so accurate was all he said. Yeah. There's another really good one with Tim Burton. Uh, it's, I think it's on Funny or Die. And it's him having like a pitch meeting with his team with, you know, Danny Elfman and a handful of animators. And he pitches, the, it's the most stereotypical movie of all his like, it's the story of Alice in Wonderland, or of, uh, like, you know, Little Red Riding Hood, but she <laughs> wants to kill her parents, and, you know, this is wearing black striped stockings. Because <laughs> yeah, everything must be black striped. And he says, and the, and the soundtrack is Danny. It's real good. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I also wanted to talk about... Uh, 
the game you guys all, uh, most of you guys played this last weekend oh, yeah. with Caleb. Mm. Yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, is John. Wonderful. That was an awesome game. Yeah, it was it great. It's a very, very old game. Is it's, it? Uh, well, like 10 years old. That's pretty old in gaming time. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it's written by some some guy who, I guess, uh, his he, his big claim to fame is he wrote all this stuff for the Amber RPG. Uh, his name's Michael oh, Sullivan. God. I remember when that came out because I was trying to read the Amber which, books and failing. Which totally book. like lines up with how light that system is on mm. everything. How much it's just like players make a decision. Yeah. Game. But that like, was how the system worked. I remember looking at yeah, the rule yeah. book because it came out when I was working in a Walden books of all things because this was the '90s, and it was like very freeform. So I was looking through it and I was like, "Well, how do you handle combat?" And it kind of doesn't say anything. So it's like, so you just talk to your GM you and they're like, "Yeah, that's the cool," stick. and right. that's it. And I was like, "That's fucked," and I, so I never really picked it up. But yeah, and that's. I mean, it's it's interesting that it's they just it's kind of that game competitive is what everyone is you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool. It was it was good. Yeah. I thought it was. I don't know. I like I liked it overall, but um, I didn't like the transition from um, how, how each player became the got their personality. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we were maybe we're doing it wrong, or else it just was. Well, it's designed. like I don't. It's like a very thin line because basically they say when John has a trauma from not being able to do something, or if he's yeah. not unconscious. If you, if you roll a failure, yeah. mm-hmm. When you try and do something, when you try and do something, you roll a failure, or if you if you if some, nothing happens for ten minutes, like yeah. he takes a bus ride and mm-hmm. nothing happens, or if he falls asleep, yeah. Then it's a, there's a bid to take over his personality. And so I can understand like the bus ride or something because there's no narrative. But I mean, if you fail a role and that is any role, any role to like find my car keys or like for you, like the second game you were playing. God, every yeah. time I fucking failed. So the personality she was playing was like the super agent. I mean, basically, depending, because we were getting in horrible trouble, like hitting people and getting thrown in jail and yeah, murdering yeah. people. Right. And so we had bet on Tori to like break us out of jail or do something, and she'd have him for like five minutes. And, Not even and, five, for like 30 seconds. And James would say, okay, I'm, make a roll, and you're like, Bip. So yeah, I'm I sorry. No, 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 I was just rolling no, really badly. If it had been like... The, like a you know D twenty game or something. No, no, you guys would have kicked ass. But. It was fine, and like I get why it's supposed to be, but like I, oh, I yeah, know how often does nothing so happen badly. for ten minutes right. if it, in a competitive yeah. game where everyone's trying to like. I just that's another thing. That's another thing that's sorry to interrupt you, Tori, but that's another thing that's annoying with that game is that it's really hard to make it that nothing happens in ten minutes. And yeah. that so yeah, in, you don't have it just doesn't time. feel fair for all the game the gamers that are playing. That it's because there is no downtime. There's always but something happening it, with John because he's a fucking schizo. Well, 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 I think you want to keep control as long as possible. My problem with it was that you spend like X amount of time developing your personality because everybody's like a, you know, has a mm-hmm. distinct personality of right. who John is, and you like go and meet with the GM and talk to him and say this is going to be me and this is my like what is it? You have your obsession mm-hmm. that you're supposed, to, which are things you're supposed to do. Like, mm-hmm. you had one which was singing, singing in public, Yeah, right? yep, singing in public. Um, or, so then, it can be really simple or it can be really hard. And there's, like, a scale of one to three. Like, you can have a really so easy obsession. Yeah, yeah. Right, which is singing in public. And then Casey had one where I was awesome. She did such a good job. She was so... She was, a, she was like a southern belle from, like, the 18-whatever. <laughs> and the whole goal like was south. to get to the gala. <laughs> like, like, and she was so good because she's on the ferry, right? Like she like, she takes oh, this over. Was priceless. It was so oh, good. So great. Oh. She takes over, and she's like the character of John is like a, a mid or mid thirties white man, yeah. right? In Seattle. in Seattle, right now. And so like she takes over the character, and he's on the ferry, and he's sitting next to a, a, like an African American dude, and she's like, "Oh, good gracious, someone like this man below dicks," and like has a whole fucking thing. Yeah, but it was perfect. I was like, 
exactly what she should do. Yeah. And, and, then she, and then she lost her role, so someone else had to deal with like the aftermath of like this, like, like then someone else. No, like, Jason did. Jason did. I did. I had to pick him up. And his character was. I was like a sixty-year-old black man who was a failed, a failed R&B singer. Right. And so he took him over. Like I think, like she, as John, she like took him around to the side. Was like getting away from the horrible African-American man because he obviously should be below decks. Right. Totally played it perfectly. And so she. Um, yeah, it's quiet on the ferry, and then I think I got a chance to take control. I bit <coughs> took control, and so I wander back around and sit down next to the same African American guy who's very <laughs> angry at John. And I said, yeah. "Man," and then like started singing, it's like Stevie Wonder, and then I said something <laughs> about white people, and you know, so yeah, incredibly crackers. Yeah, this completely crazy white guy has just like come up, insulted him, and then come up to him and tried to be black. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right yeah. Really but like, so so she had this. So that was her obsession. Her obsession was really hard. Like she's not going to get to the. Gala. There is no gala, right? <laughs> so like, he has to like somehow get her character to a party, right? But um, so there's like you spend this time coming up with like a couple character traits and your obsession and like a little bit of a backstory, kind of, and then you really, but you don't ever really tell the story of your personality because it transitions. It, we were transitioning like we, every really minute. It went super quick. We played minutes, we played two minutes. games of every everyone is John that night with in like, like a, in an hour and a half yeah, two hours. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that was, that's the first thing like I wondered when I read those rules was, you know, um, what like where does the story come in and like that there's no chance the, either there has to be some like just by like sheer chance there's some emergent narrative from what happens but. Right. Probably not because everyone's got you know totally conflicting goals, and so I I thought there's like the write John's biography thing at the beginning, and that's a chance to kind of front load it. But even then, like well, then you're just writing John's, but not all the side personalities. Yeah, yeah. But then like the the way I was thinking of it is those are the like those are the obstacles that you can put out there right. to kind of those are the, the and we did the and that boundaries of the story. Like he know? was like the first game we played, he was like recently lost his job and got separated with his wife, so he was living in. Um, he was living in his car, and he was addicted to meth. And those were two things that every character had to deal with, was that he didn't have a job, he had no mm. money, he had no place to live, and he needed meth. Huh. But every character didn't know what meth was, right? So they treated it differently. <laughs> um, mm. So it was weird, but the only thing that I just thought it was, like, like some people had really awesome side personalities that you never heard the story of. Right. Like, we thing, never heard right? anyone's yeah. name. Mm. Like, unless you really, like, I know that you got your name out, which was, because you were, like, a performer. Because I, I was Pancake. So he was, like, saying it, right. Pancake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, my name is Pancake. You want to hear some Stevie Wonder? Yeah. So it's, like, but then there were some people who, like, would get, <laughs> like, like, in the second game, yeah, I would do, like, 30 seconds and I would lose my turn and then someone else go which is fine that was one thing that was majorly annoying it was just really quick I felt like it should have been and I feel like the bidding system is weird because a lot of people well you just you get the points go pretty quick too well and the more you care it seems like the more you care about winning if you for your obsession, the faster the game is over. Yeah, yeah. unless, but then people wouldn't but want to bid because you'd be you'd, you'd, you'd be waking up in, a, in an awful situation. Position. It's like playing in a, a competitive board game where you're like, I'm going to get this person in such a horrible position that nobody would bid. And, and when we did bid, just to make the game go, we'd be like, I did one point. Yeah, and then yeah. nobody totally. would contest well, you. Yeah, but yeah. Right. it's totally. all about this guy's fall, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's right. it's all about getting into escalatingly horrible situations. Like Which that's, happened really. Well, quickly. it's honestly yeah. about your character taking control, John. Yeah, but at Ultimately. the same time, it's like, yeah, it got to a point where, like, nobody wanted to bid because nobody yeah. wants to wake up and deal, like, when he was in jail. Uh, yeah, and then, like, then nobody the wanted to wake up and deal with Because that. it was so quiet, we were also regenerating will points, so we'd get back a point, and then we'd spend a point, and we'd right. get back a point and spend a right. point. And technically, the game isn't supposed to be over until either he's dead, which is usually what happens first, right. or everybody's out of willpower. Yeah. Did we did we explain how willpower worked? Did we mention... Um, like, 
we'll we didn't, it. I don't think. So oh. it's it's like it's a starting score, and it's the same for everybody unless yeah, you well, take some bonus. Yeah, well, it's determined. It's, it's determined yeah. about uh, the level of difficulty you're. No, that's not. No, real. no, that's the, no. That's everybody the victory points. Oh, that's the victory. Everybody yeah. gets seven, nine, seven. It was it's seven ten. if you took um, three skills, and yeah. ten, ten, and ten if you took two. And what was cool is you could make any skill. So you can sure. just make one up, and as long you know, like yeah. whatever you thought would be would help you with your Dr- drive a car, making out, singing in public. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. I think I had like oral sex and <laughs> teen counseling. Yeah, she did. I like my liquor. That yeah, was like, that was like, like he wanted yeah. to make a really broad skill, but oral sex is a really Please. broad skill. <laughs> right. No, that's but, but, that's useful have... for every situation. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and I did use it. We're in jail. Based on a series of blowjobs. Yeah. She did use it while 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 John was in jail. John used it. I was playing John. When he you was were actual crazy. John. Yeah, I was John John. Oh, that's I was gonna ask. Did anybody play normal John? Yes. I played John once. And, 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 and play Ken normal. Can played play it the second time, like just a meth head. Because it doesn't suggest that somebody do that. Did it yeah, suggest, and it, it says works. That somebody should. Yeah, because then you're like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, and right. I'm gone now. Like now it's. Somebody did anybody else seek over. treatment? No, we got no. institutionalized. We, we were put in some institutionalized. I institutionalized John. Yeah, but then, um, was it was it who game wise that was Caleb opened the door with the power of his mind. With the power of his mind, <laughs> he, got the, he got the role. <laughs> right. He got the role. <laughs> before that, it was like five or six turns where it's like, what am I getting? We're in a padded room. Everybody was just my head on the wall. Because we were all in a padded room and no one, and I tried to get us out and then like I bowled awful even though I had lock, lock picking was my skill. You were rolling like four it shit. So it was amazing on every single thing you would have tried to do. You would have tried to do. Yeah. So so that, and then Caleb unlocks it with the power of his mind. Like, <laughs> I have a lock pick set, damn it. Like, what the fuck? Then he just looks at it real hard. <laughs> yeah. You look at it real hard. So I wonder, I wonder if it would be if it would be improved if the GM were trying to win too. Like if, you know, if there was some way where Ooh, the, where the GM was fu- or, or was fighting for his story. Mm-hmm. Was fighting for I his like story that. priorities. I just think, I mean, I think it would be improved if you didn't switch characters every time you failed. Like there, if you if you change that, where we, it's like... We have to find some sort of impetus to change the character. Or like if you fail on a skill check versus something else, because like the... Or where the, uh, the success or failure is broader, where it's, it's mm. seen success or failure. It's not... I succeed or fail at this task, but I succeed or fail in this scene. Like right. I have a yeah. like in Fiasco, like See, I have a I like positive that. or negative mm-hmm. outcome. Right, you like know? you have a goal for the end of like yeah, we were saying like right. I want. I was thinking about That's maybe if you made people spend willpower points yeah. to do things during their turn, just, or to say out, or yeah, or when someone you're out of willpower points, like. Whatever happens, there's a transitory period, or you like, or he like blah, blah, blah. Or yeah. yeah. See, that's cool. Yeah, there's a quick way to gain willpower because you only. Gain, you only gain willpower uh, when, when John gets knocked out. When he falls asleep. Yeah, falls, falls asleep. asleep. Although, I mean, because you could also do it like you lose, it, you, you there's a bid for control when he gets hurt, and he gets hurt a lot. Mm. So that's like a pretty... All the time. That's like, a pretty okay. Severe, sure. If you just took out the failures or somehow <clears throat> substitute the failures and just did it when he got hurt or fell asleep yeah. or was inactive for like 10 minutes. Because we started forcing head trauma, so he would we would have an opportunity to switch players. And yeah. I, like, I started forcing... <laughs> I mean, it, we were yeah, all like what, running he, in the polls. When, when he ran that game, he had his head like 25 times. Well, it was like... <laughs> was it was like they, they would get hurt, and it was like... I wanted them to bid. Yeah. So I'm like... Uh, he he trips and falls and hits his head. Because it was like I wanted them to have willpower points so right. that they would keep the story going. Yeah. But well, at that point, you're just like... They don't want to bid... It's going to get boring as soon as they can't. They, yeah. they, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. everyone wants control of John when they actually can yeah, keep man. it interesting. But it, it's impossible to keep it interesting as a GM when the willpower is so hard to get. Well, it's just hard, too, like, when you only have... Yeah, if you have... 
like you bid to get him, so you spend like half so your willpower points. So then people are afraid to spend yeah. it, right? And you Absolutely. spend like, like, the fuel that makes the game go. Yeah, Absolutely. and then you're rolling like uh, I'm just speaking because I was rolling really bad, but like sure. I would spend like five points to so get him, and I would have one failure, and it would be gone. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. after like thirty seconds. It's really frustrating. Yeah. So was it? But it was fun. Was it fun in the moment? Oh yeah, definitely. Totally fun. Yeah, right. The story was hilarious. But then it's after after the fact looking at it, it's not as satisfying. Like it was just frustrating. I think it would be yeah. extra fun if we were wicked, wicked drunk too. Like I mean, I think that, that that's another thing. Is yeah, the drunker you are, no, the really funner. Fun. I, I definitely played really again, fun, and it's really good to yeah, play with was... people who'll pick up the narrative and run with it. Sure. I just gotta say, like, I am so impressed with the girlfriend because she is kind of a normal amongst she this group of nerds, and she is like completely like outright Drama nerd. Drama nerd. She's a drama for years. That makes sense. It's a slippery slope. She's fucking awesome. James ran a game with some friends of ours who'd never gamed before. It was her and our friends. A Cthulhu game. Yeah, he ran a Cthulhu game with her, Mary, and Meredith. And she was the only one who, like, she was the only one that stopped talking in, like, first or third person. Right. Like, she immediately took on the eye and, like, took on the character. Yeah, yeah. Where they were both like, um, so my lady wants to, like, go down <laughs> the hallway. I hate when people say my guy my does this. Yeah, I hate you know, that. Like, I don't know. It's a thing. <laughs> and, like, it's, a, it's a style choice. <laughs> and I don't like that. I think she that got, she got really she was, like, into right into it. Choice, she had, like, yeah. a total character. She had a plan. Yeah, and um, she had, like, a backstory. She had Like, it was accent, set in like, Juvie. It was set in nice. Juvie, and the, the one that's in the oh, Central District. Oh, nice. And, uh... Which you know, I'm into ha- that. That world has a lot. It's just so you know, yeah. if you ever want to play in Juvie. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, she really got into it. She built a plan. Yeah, she yeah. actually fought against the GM to try and survive. So I mean, nice. she did it great. Was great. That was her first, and she had a great time too. She was like, laughing. yeah, she likes yeah, it too. Really it's not like she's oh god, I'm doing this because my boyfriend's into it. I want to fit him with his yeah. friends. Like, and this was totally before like, yeah, boyfriend. She's not, so. yeah, not the girlfriend at the game. This is before. <laughs> this is definitely she's, before boyfriend. No, uh-uh, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's she's rad. Yeah, she's, she's drama. She's ill. Another drama. Drama and debate team. Yeah. So oh, hell, that'll yeah. do it. And she's adorable. Well, that's, that's and a, from Montana. That's a lovely segue <laughs> into uh, into our our main topic for the evening. Romance. Yes. <laughs> but also, but also. It is. No, that's what the game is kind of about. Twisted romance. Um, well, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about first gaming experiences. We're going to talk about, you know, what, what, what do you feel like got you into gaming? What do you feel was the, the point of Genesis where you, you, stu- you were a role player? Jesus. Twilight. <laughs> He looks very hale and hearty today, and so he should. And okay. stoned. Um, it's, yes. it's love. Hmm. Yeah, it's love. Okay, so uh, actually, Miles got me into gaming when I moved back to uh, uh, when I moved back sure. to Seattle from crappy Wyoming. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you never gamed before that. You hadn't. No. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh wow. No. Well, I, like besides playing video Damn. games, I guess. Like yeah, I played tons of video games. Back, Me and like, you and James and Socialist Chris. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, it was it was com- <laughs> it was Comedy Chris that uh, convinced me to game with you guys. It was and the fagging off night. I remember. Yeah, it was the fagging <laughs> off. The nights of fagging off. Yeah, that's what that's what Ken called it. And now look where he is. Um, but yeah, and so it was third edition D and D. Yeah, it was third edition D and D, and I think we were just like you guys were. I think I gamed like once, and then we started the 
the whole like world to Zilla and Lapkins. Yeah, and, yeah, we got we had the whole big homebrew. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's probably like a lot of people's jumping on point. You know, is that it's miles? They're, no, well, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're third edition. Like, you know <laughs> that that came out and was huge, crazy sales. Yep. I remember, like, after, like, a week or two, like, I went out, like, well, like, all the third edition books. Yeah, you, ha- you had a habit. <laughs> you had to. You, you, you got a third edition book habit. Yeah, I, 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 I had that price. happen, too. I went to half price, because yeah. they were, like, ten bucks. Yeah. Ha- well, they would always have them, too. And, and the thing is, like, I'm so, I have so many of those books on my shelf, and I use one thing out of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. But you have them. Yes, I do. They're exactly. You they, look they look at them really and say, those are mine. Shelf. Well, I got them so I could read them all the way through a couple of times, so I could just start remembering shit. Yeah. And then they had to go... Because cause that, that, that was the point of third edition, was system mastery. It was, you know, you have to... You you get better because you memorize Well, like, you'd memorize, like, spells. You'd, re- you'd memorize spells... And like well, all that you stuff know, they're, too, they're so you don't have the to take like, five feats. You have to take every time. Yeah, and so you don't have to go thumbing through the book every. But you actually had that really good book system set up. With <laughs> all like everything it, was it's marked called out. The, <laughs> 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 the store right here. Shit, there's a local place. Yeah, it seems just rude that there's no pizza for you. So, yeah, <clears> just that's just weird. That's bizarre to me. Cold and harsh. It should be free now, though, right? More than 20 minutes? In 1988? Back when they cared. Back when they cared. In the Reagan years, when people cared. <laughs> <laughs> people cared about their pizza and cared about doing a good day's work. Cared about America. Not like now. God damn it. So, no, yeah. you, you got into gaming in 2000-something. It was like 05. Jason, you got into gaming in oh not 2000-something. <laughs> oh my god. Um... We were talking about this earlier because you guys were all excited that the red box came out again for right. basic for fourth edition D and D. And we were saying, and we were saying how um, I'm talking about the original basic systems. I got into D and D because God, it must have been about I was somewhere around ten. I was living in South Haven, Mississippi, which is right outside of Memphis, Tennessee, and I saw the not the original D and D basic set, which were in the little teeny tiny books that were basically the war game rules. But the set after that, the basic set, had an Errol Otis cover. It was completely and totally trippy. It was hot pink on the sides, and like... <laughs> I mean, that was back when D&D was something that had come straight out of 1970s stoner culture. It was right. something your older brother did, along with his Black Sabbath records. When he's reading heavy metal. Completely. <laughs> it was completely awesome. from the heavy metal era. And so I bugged the shit out of my mom until she bought it for me and was so annoyed that she didn't even like really look at it <laughs> which was good because we were a conservative Christian family <laughs> yeah. but uh, I did that and then I bought the expert set and it's back when you had the pencil in your own dice so this was dear god this was um 1980 I don't want to say yeah it's okay four <laughs> somewhere in there like this was ages ago and then by the time I got into high school and joined the band which is not a surprise I found people who were playing first edition D&D, which are probably some of the first hard books that most people saw. And so this was ages ago. We also had a kick-ass Villains and Vigilantes campaign going for a long, long time. Yeah. Is that one of the knockoff games? It's it a was, superhero game. It's a superhero um, game. It's like one of, I think it's the original superhero game. It was by Fantasy Games Unlimited. And actually those guys were a lot of comic book artists that did work for Kamiko. That's like one of the big 80s comic But Well, they did Grendel. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what was the, the game before. that Caleb had? Tunnels and Trolls? Yeah. That was the one I gave him. I That's found like that a, too. It's like one of those super cheap. clones, right? Yeah, yeah, super easy, built on D6, like super 
super easy to play games, but yeah. If it has like the, well, we're talking about this too because we were saying out earlier on what the fuck D and D they had the erotic monster manual right. art competition. Oh my god! And that's born out of the fact if you look at the original first edition hardcover books, it's all naked tits. Like everything it's, has yeah. tits. Like Na- naked tits, tits and snaky monsters. Uh, yeah, like... exactly. And, <laughs> and scantily clad maidens. They, they just what it is is they knew their audience. You know they. <laughs> they completely did. They had everybody hooked. Um. God. Yeah. That's. You yep. win. You totally win. <laughs> you're you're that, first. That was ages ago, yeah. Would it be possible to, like, play is that first edition? Mm-hmm. Play first edition? It, it's, you, you don't want to. You really don't want to. No, it's really bad. <laughs> like, there's reason. <laughs> it really I mean, is. I mean, yeah. it's it's so completely straight-laced. I was saying earlier that, you know, um, I have played some Baldur's Gate recently, and I've forgotten how incredibly shitty second edition D&D rules are. Yeah. And first edition was worse. It was like, all right, if you're a demi-human, fine. You get, you know, improvision and you're immortal, but you basically can't advance past 12th level. And it's a class. In, in first edition. And basic. Yeah. In first in basic, edition, yeah. like, you had classes and stuff. But, and it was completely limited, and it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so bad that there's, like, the whole subculture, like, the whole uh, people, the, the old school movement where they're, like... Trying to make those rules work still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to house rule them to make them make sense. <laughs> and you just forget day. how horrible they were. Like, yeah. It's got me thinking about Grendel. Said the magic word. Such a good series. <laughs> Wagner was doing the, that series so well. I'm trying to trying to get the whole. Like, I've got a pretty solid collection, but I want to own it all. Get all of it. There's so much. Yeah, I really wish I hadn't let go of my old comics. <clears throat> I've got the first one. Back. I've got the, you know, um. What is it? Uh, Devil by the Deed, the first big the, the nice big Conico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Art Deco looking, amazing pretty one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like seeing um, the earliest issues of Mage too, and then you look at like the last few issues of the original Mage. Total difference in his comic he, style, he, completely. He he turned into Jim Lee. <laughs> he completely did. He <laughs> got, got really slick. I, mean. I started gaming because. You guys invited Tanya to game, <laughs> not okay. and not me, and it was happening at my house, and that bitch never did theater a day in her life, and I could not believe that you guys asked her before you asked me. It wasn't I think that's exactly how it happened, actually. That is totally actually I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you jealousy, I was very dramatically motivated. mad about it. And then, who, who's been playing? Not her. Me. That's fucking right. Yep. We, we should have known. Yeah. I guess is the is the lesson there. Yeah. So I... Yeah, Miles, I think. I'm just gonna, we're just going to put this all on Miles. Why? Don't do that. It wasn't my fault. It was Miles. It was I don't think I... You know, maybe... Well, okay, I guess I could say it was Chris's fault. It was probably Chris's fault. Yeah. You can blame that socialist, too. Yeah. I think I... No, I think I specifically got mad at Miles. <coughs> so I'm going to put I it on get mad. Oh, well, I got mad at Chris for other reasons. But uh, right. I was actually a decent thing. No, yeah, he got mad at me. <laughs> I think I got mad at him. What the fuck? What the fuck? I was like, this is happening in my garage. Um, it was in fifth grade, so what was that, like? That was probably, what, you're the same age as me. Three? Or you're, you're younger than me or something, yeah. Or 91, I don't know. It was, I was Early in, 90s. Yeah, but it was second edition, yeah. half-elf, uh, ranger, I believe. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Good memory. <laughs> Why, how did it happen? Why did you do that? Why um, did you do that weird thing that you did? Kind of like David, I uh, I've played like video games my whole life, and so um, I think uh, I had a Packard Bell 286 back then. So all my friends were passing around um, the uh, like Forgotten Realms um, 
really, really old PC games. But they were cool as shit, because you could make your own party, and like I, there was no levels of customization like that. Is that, that. like a Pool of Radiance? And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I think was Curse of the Azure Bonds one of them also? Yep. Pool of Radiance, Curse of the Azure Bonds, and there was like a third one that finished out that whole. And then they had all the Dragonlance ones, and they had mm -hmm. the Rogers ones, yeah. Yeah, the SSI games. Mm -hmm. Those are them. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after that, it was a pretty easy transition to, to pen and paper. But after that uh, campaign in fifth grade, I didn't play again until my uh, my freshman year in college, and that was in fall two thousand, uh, third edition D and D. Yeah, with the, the uh, some, some friends in Montana. Um, Black Metal Dave led that <laughs> campaign. Black Metal Dave. Black Metal Dave is a champion. That's my idol. I just like his name. You, um, you you came to Seattle mightily stoked on the campaign he'd run. I remember that because you have the they had the whole campaign world you guys had built, and I think we did some adventures. The, yeah, we, a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my no, first that was, uh, experience with thirty third edition was. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but that was actually coming off of uh, my friends and roommates in Boise, um, <coughs> where I lived before Seattle. Um, we we had a pretty uh, serious weekly um, third edition game for years. You, you did the, the college game and every day kind of thing? Not every day, but it was usually like a, uh, once a week, yeah. twice a month maybe. Nice. Yep. Something to do. Word. Cool. What about you, Mr. Stuff? Oh. Um, well, I didn't really get into gaming much as a kid. It's like, parents were Mormon. So, um, although we did have a Nintendo, so I don't know, I played that. But when I got into high school, I met some kids through band, actually, um, that played Vampire of the Masquerade, and they invited me to one of their things in Tempe, Arizona, by the college, and I went, and I really liked it. It was really fun, and I don't know, it was fun just to, like, be someone else for a minute, you know, and dress silly, and I don't know, it was kind of, technically I was a LARPer. Um, for vampire like LARP. Oh, yeah. so what, what, about the, what about the time you uh, you dated that guy who? Did oh, vampire. Getting there. Yeah, okay. Oh, were you talking? No, I didn't date that guy. I went on one, one okay, date. You went with on him, one date with him, and he was a weirdo. And then he like uh, stalked. Talking about that guy. That went on one date with. He was weird. He was goth. Uh, really? Yeah. He LARP played vampire LARP. He's got. But it was at Red he, Square. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's the one at Red Square. He took me on a date the to the U District LARPing thing, and it was kind of neat because some of the people were really nice, but I didn't really fit in, <clears throat> and I didn't end up gaming. But anyway, in high school, I did LARP a few times, uh, vampire, and it was fun. And then I played White Wolf a couple times with my friend, his <coughs> name Wesley, I think, at his place. Um, and that was really about it. Like, that was about it. And in regards to D&D, &D, all I had really heard is my dad had played it back in the 70s. Oh, that, um, that's, when he that's was, when he was in, in a yeah. Yes cover band. Oh! <laughs> um, of course he played D&D. Living yeah. the life. <laughs> so he was in a Yes cover band and played D&D, &D and he 
only played evil characters. Um, <laughs> Do you have like a panel oh with like a really sweet wizard airbrush on it or anything like that? Probably. I mean, something awesome. Uh, he did have a jean jacket with a with a Pegasus on it. So oh, that's even better. Um, your, dad was, your dad was that guy that only played evil characters. I could. I think so. I guy. think so. I, I, I might be. That guy I so might be wrong. Much. He would like backstab you. Backstab your character. I don't. I don't know. He he made it sound like <laughs> I, I know all about like, your dad, James. <laughs> my dad. dad. Was, my dad was cool. <laughs> but, your dad and fuck your dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, my dad's around. Wait, you fucked his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, dude. That's my dad. Um, no, but he would tell me about D and D, and I always thought it was cool and stuff. But um, I never really had the opportunity because he didn't play later in life, and so I never really had the opportunity. My sisters weren't into it because they thought it was too nerdy. So. But I actually got serious about gaming when I moved up to Seattle and met Miles and, and, and Celeb too. And Celeb, um, you were kind of the person who got me into it though. You hit me up. You said run a D and D game for me. Oh, that's right. That's you, right. You hit on me first. Let's just make exactly. It Seriously, <laughs> it's always it's always that problem. Those gay guys hitting on me. Yeah, well, sorry. It's I, the beard. Then I, and then it's I the beard. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Sorry. Buffalo Bill. Um, anyway, no. Um. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. Don't look at me, James. <laughs> Don't look at me. You're about to say something um, gross. Jennifer? Um, actually, the first time I played was just like a little... I was substituting or something. I don't know exactly what I was. You guys were... It was at Marty's, Marty's apartment at the Hall of Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. that was the first time I met Because it was you. a game of the, the gangsta campaign you were running. Oh, the... Yeah, yeah. The, the street campaign. That was awesome. That was that the road really well. It was Everybody's a Thief. That yeah. was the game that shut me up about giving you guys shit about playing D&D. But I didn't actually play again until a couple years later, which was, it was not dogs, even a year ago. It? Yeah. Our, did we play that before? Um, yeah, we did play that before. Yeah, Burning Wheels what really got me into it, though. That was fucking badass. That was a good game. Yeah, that's you. I see. It's one of those things. Like the first game I I played was uh you know face rip Marvel superheroes. Like uh, oh, you know I, I got one Christmas I got the Marvel superheroes box, which is the TSR. Uh, you know the people who made D and D the shitty Marvel superheroes game. But on the other hand, it was very simple and streamlined and, and like, so incredibly ooh, easy that you yeah. could do it. <laughs> and it had all the superheroes in the book for you to play. So I mean, and you're like oh, a little kid, right? I was ten. Yeah, yeah. it was so many. And I also I got the Dark Sun box set, which was way the fuck out of my league. <laughs> like I had no idea, and it required all these other books for me to even be able to like understand what I was reading. And so, got really stoked on Marvel superheroes for a minute, and. Played that and played that and played that and made all my friends and all my family play it with me. <laughs> then eventually got um, a, a basic D&D, but it was in second edition, so it's still the AD&D rules, but it was like rule cyclopedia era. Mm -hmm. um, so it had, you know, the had the big Greg and Tim Hildebrandt dragon on the front, and it was awesome. And, and that was one, like, you pulled apart and it was like, you could put it in a binder? Yeah, stuff. yeah. and it had, oh, yeah, like, it came that. with a little... You know, Jeez. janky binder and all yeah. these little, uh, these little, the little fold-up pyramid guys. You know, yes. um, it was awesome. Man. And so I, I made all, everybody play that with me. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that's. I, I started with all that and eventually got into the, uh, like White Wolf, but White Wolf by way of GURPS, which is I don't know how oh, that's like, kind that of happened. Way to do it, yeah. it's, a, it's a bad way to do. It. <laughs> <laughs> which one was GURPS? Oh, GURPS! You tried so hard, you <clears throat> fell so short. The GURPS. Yeah, but the, GURPS was then an easy transition to D twenty when that yeah. time came because yeah. it's like the same, um, except you know more so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, then like 
I really wish that I had that it had almost gone the other way around. That I had gotten like the benefit that Ken got of like starting with like you know kind of story games mm -hmm. and games that are like where there's the shit that I really enjoy now, which is like you know social interaction and building this big narrative and you know having personalities clash and all this kind of shit, rather than like you know about cutting up stuff or you know. Yeah. Although I had a lot of fun with Marvel superheroes, so I won't diss it. But <laughs> <clears throat> we need to play a superhero game. I totally think that we need to play a superhero game. I really like the system you and I talked about. Not not to get off the track, but uh, was it Bash? No. First, you mentioned Bash, and it's uh, like got several books out. It's a local company, I think, does a superhero game. No, crud. Yeah, I, 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 remember. I don't remember anything. I liked it, but I, I thought the supplements were very poorly written. They were, like, really obvious rip-offs. Instead of Wolverine, it's a guy... Instead of a guy, an angry guy with claws and, like, a yellow-blue costume, it's a guy in a blue and yellow costume, and he's Badger or something like that. <laughs> oh. It's, like, such a very obvious... Yeah, oh. so terribly bad. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to play that game. No, no, no. But I, I, I do miss my superhero games. Yeah. I kind of do want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> superhero parody the game. The copyright infringement game. The knockoff will appropriate whatever issues. Did the dude have to say hair? Any superhero I'm gonna superhero game I'm gonna run is gonna pretty much be X Men. You know, I mean, we had a long-standing Marvel like, game where we all went to Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, and it was the awesomest thing in my teenage life. It was that so sounds awesome. Like, for years, it was really cool. We rewrote the X-Men and yeah. obsessed over our favorite characters. And, yeah, I couldn't you know, do cool. a, a DC comic like Justice League. Like, um, I, like I couldn't do a Justice League story. Yeah. See, it's the DC versus Marvel. It's just the Wonder Just never like DC. Well, uh, I, it's yeah. not that I don't like DC. I'm a total it's just, it's just so righteous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never grew up agenda. reading Justice League. Like I barely cracked a DC book ever in my life. The, the occasional seventies era Batman. Well, like, and the Vertigo. Uh, I mean, yeah, and Vertigo. I've read a lot of Vertigo books. Spider Man. Yeah. I was part of Man. Bullshit. Spider Man was Marvel. Tori says no on these superhero games. <laughs> you veto. <laughs> no, no, I just don't oh, do anything fucking out. boring like Spider Man. Spider Man is <laughs> boring. You see veto. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Superman's awful. Spider-Man's awful. Yeah, but Superman's. Hey, I like. Uh, I like Spider-Man. Superman. Fuck Spider-Man. Spider-Man's a pussy. What? He's an everyone. Yeah. Spider-Man's a pussy. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah. How is Spider-Man a pussy? The writing in that shit. Boring. All the movies. It's like, boring. Oh, but thumbs jokes. down. But talking shit yeah, to your guy, you're punching. Like, no, that's boring. the good stuff. Boring. You can read the old school. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there are, there are no, bad Spider-Man writers and good Spider-Man writers. I read them. I think they're. I just think they're boring. It, it, he he really. Oh it, I think he's, he's so real up and down. He's so <laughs> one-dimensional. What? Yeah, he, he is, yeah, he is I think that. He's really but one-dimensional. Did you ever see the? He's also got clever lines. Did you ever see the thing online where the one line was Batman? He was Batman. Oh, well, well, uh, oh, you know, we I haven't haven't finished mine. Oh yeah, talkie, talkie. Yeah, you should make Tony go first. Though, Tanya, talk about you. You, you, you quit. You're a quitter. No, she still does quitter. the other gaming. Why? Why are you? What? Uh, what? What made you a gamer? Why? How did that happen? <laughs> what? Uh, like role playing? Or, or you know, sure. how did that? How did? Was there a progression to that? Did you play a lot of video games and then make the jump? Did you? Yeah. Started out with Atari when I was... Yes, Atari, and then Nintendo, SNES. And then it's my sister. She's a huge gamer. She did it to you? Yeah. She... Well, I mean, I started out, but sister. then she went further than I ever could. Like, she surpassed me. She, she's a champion. Yeah, she is. We bumped into her at PAX, didn't we? A couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
But, Did you uh, play Final Fantasy? A lot of them, yeah, yeah, tons of Final Fantasy. And, um, you just brought that out for the iPhone. <laughs> Sorely tempted. Really? <laughs> 99 Which cents, one? man. Oh, dude, one and two. Should pick oh, up. Probably get two. Is it the same controls? Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, good. I've got one on my cell phone. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They could have on my crappy cell phone. It's actually kind of cool. No, I sit there and play it during lunch, yeah. I never yeah. played video games. Really, ever. What would possess you to want to do this thing that we do? Um, because it's social. I don't. I don't like video games because I think that they're antisocial, which is I'm probably gonna get shot in the face for later. But um, I don't know. It's social. I think that storytelling is an important like cultural event that happens and doesn't happen anymore. Even though those are fake stories and not really about like our ancestors or anything. I think it's still important. And um, I think that it's cooperative gameplay. A lot of the times, at least a lot of stuff we play is cooperative, which I wish a lot of younger kids would play because I think that it, you know, it's it teaches different skills. So morally, that's why I would game. I, I can guess. take it all deep. <laughs> well, that's why. I mean, that's because I get like I get shit for gaming all the time because I talked about it with all the kids at the bar and, and you're like no it's positive yeah and that's and especially talking to girls about it i was like no i think it's rad like i wish i wish i played it when i was 12 like i wish i had you know not been smoking cigarettes and giving blowjobs doing cool shit not, um, it's not mutually exclusive taking it to the next level <laughs> but i mean i wish i'd been doing stuff like that when i was younger um <laughs> <laughs> so not that I rue any of the <laughs> cool shit I did when I was younger either, but like, you know, like, I think that it teaches, it's a different skill set that it teaches, and it's, you know, communication and math and sort of, math for me, because I'm really bad at math, so I like, this is math to me. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> and seriously, I think, you guys have all played with me and watched me like count on my fingers, I'm like, ah, oh, eight plus five, shit. <laughs> me too. Awesome. I always did. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you like uh, the wheel, no adding. Yeah, no adding. <laughs> But no, I like I did theater in high school and college. I like storytelling. That's an easy jump. Yeah, it's a really easy jump. I actually, I actually, um, when I was in college, I lived with two girls. This was years ago, who um, both were really. Yeah, when you were in college, you lived with two girls. I went to an all girls college. Oh. Here, let's just like, let's just really make this a, a fantasy. I went to an all girls college in California. Paint, paint the picture. And I lived in this apartment with um, six girls, half of whom were lesbians. <laughs> and um, and two of my roommates were really active in in LARPing, like really hardcore, like. Um, and one of them was I understand that's the only way to be yeah you really have to, I think you really have to commit all the way you can't be no, a part timer yeah but um, it's that much worse but her name so one of my roommates names was also Tori and she and I worked at the same place and we lived together and she had an entire wall of binders that were characters and Dang. and she was really talkative more than even me um, and I remember asking her at work one day we, did, we had this really boring filing job and I was like so what's up with the binders and the conventions and the things and the people that come over to the apartment as vampires? Like, what's that all about? And, like, four hours later, you know, I heard about, like, every character she had and all of that stuff. And that actually made me not want to play. So then, you know, flash forward years later to Seattle and you guys aren't 
dressing up. Not those people. <laughs> Although, <laughs> for the record, I totally would. At least once. <laughs> uh, there, there will someday be a will, 1920s Call of Cthulhu LARP at my house. Totally I would totally that do it. Happen. I will totally do it. I think the I fact totally that you have a pro case set is like... Exactly. Like, yeah. I have no choice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I will for the record movie. say, one of the first Cthulhu campaigns I played was just you, me, and Caleb. That and was so fun. Yeah. It was so fun, but Caleb and I were basically like Law and Order detectives um, from the eighties. But hilarious. And like he was like <laughs> Debbie Bryant, and I was like Tommy O'Brien or something. I mean, very like very very stereotypical. And I totally was gonna come to game in like a corduroy blazer with the with the elbow pads, <laughs> and I was so vetoed. Caleb's like, we do not do that here. No, we do not cross that line. We and I was like, seriously, we don't even stand up. You have yeah. <laughs> he was like, whatever. You guys stand up all the I time, but um. <laughs> He was very, like, adamantly upset that I even would have suggested such a thing. And I was like, it'd be funny. And he's like, no. No, no. we don't do that. Or that is something called LARPing. We do not. That is not happening. I was like, it's my not, basement. I'm going to wear a suede jacket if I want to. <laughs> I'll totally LARP. I'll totally LARP. It'll happen. I'll do it. 1920s. Just not, not at the University of Washington. Not no. with those people. No. That was a not discarded uh, discarded title for this podcast. Not those nerds. Oh, okay. <laughs> but then you were like, oh, wait. <laughs> but kind of. Sort of. Um, so are we done here? Did Tani uh, finish? Tani didn't finish. No, why did you stop table talking? Yeah, what... Why'd you, why'd you quit on us, Tanya? Oh, my God. That's a good question. I'm curious. Because I get really shy and nervous. and What? I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was awesome. Oh. As if on cue. As I digress. Um, and uh, I get really intimidated because I know... It's going to sound like a sad sob story. Because... Uh, you know, everyone is so imaginative, and I get very, like, inhibited and shy, like I'm doing right now. And, um, yeah, so that's why I quit. And plus, I got decapitated in the first five minutes of my first game. <laughs> oh, that was a pretty sweet game, though. <laughs> Come on, that was... Was that the All My Bear for Mary game? Yeah, that's what I mean. That game was awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to kill you! I think I believe yeah, you did. We caught one of you guys. Remember we, like, all barbarians? That's right. It happened. And then Tori was red. Yeah, oh, wait, the awful shark. Yeah. Did, did yeah. Mr. Stegner ran that? Yes, is that true? We talked to the bad You shit. ran the, the bog gnome game. Okay, that, that never mind. Awesome I'm, game. I'm out of my mind. Yeah. With Caleb's friends. And then I got yeah, decapitated again, like, five minutes later. And I was like, this sucks. Or Caleb. Maybe Caleb. I think maybe Caleb. Yeah, if there's a part of the game, Caleb probably No, I know. That sounds right. Cold it was like a, it was like a half off, like a, like a one off. Well, I'm gonna maybe knock this out then. All right. Do we have a, like a theme song? Episode? I don't know. Maybe. Do you want to sing? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Everything James yeah. is singing. Yeah. We have to pay royalties to be easy because it's like my dream.